Hi, my name is Daniel Arraiz. I'm David Contreras, and this is Climate Tech Talks. Daniel, this is what a what an amazing year. This is such a cool episode to record finally, and, and it's weird that you know it's been 20 episodes, and you know it's really just the second time or third, let's say, that we're together. Uh, but yeah. I'm happy that we're having this opportunity to sort of wrap up the year uh we're recording on the 14th of december um and, and it's a good way i think to just talk about what we learned what what sort of insights we got from the people we interviewed uh through the year uh the, the cool projects that we actually got interested uh, and collaborated with and thinking about terra so we will have a chat just briefly about that And then I think that it would be nice to kind of share some some forecasts, what we see even across the industry in, in terms of climate tech and across, you know, climate as a, as a asset class, right? Um, but also, I would love to get your views on what, what sort of personal uh, roads we we. And as a team, but also at the individual level, we may explore. So let's start from, you know, from the podcast. What, what are your views? What did, what did you learn from, you know, this first season? We're just finishing 20 episodes. Well, I mean, you just said it, right? I mean, this has been a journey. It's, it's still a journey. And, and, and I think the greatest takeaway of the of this is that we are growing so much uh, just from learning from 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 interviewing our guests and 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 relating with with, with people in the climate tech space right so and i think that's my best take takeaway from this year this year has been rough for everyone right i mean we have we both have stories personal stories that that relate to to the roughness and and difficulties of of this year so and and this is a great space and i'm i'm, I'm really enjoying the whole thing we are building together so and and just starting from that we also have a bunch of really interested, interesting guests, right? So I can recall, uh, for instance, um, we interviewed Jack McFarlane, right? It, I think it was the second or maybe the third episode. Uh, he's the CEO of uh, DeepStream. DeepStream is a AI company trying to build a different way to relate in in the workspace, right? I mean, try, they are trying to build, to get away from the email jargon and the email. Yeah, and basically what, what they're doing is, you know, working on the, basically in the RFX, right? So in terms of request right. for information, request for tenders, and what they're bringing is transparency, is just the ease of using a new way, you know, just software and, and remove, you know, those kind of friction points among clients and, and companies. Yeah, no, I agree. Do, do you want to mention how, how much they raised uh, just really relatively recently? Yeah, I, I was about just to mention that. I mean, uh, it's, it's really nice to see how people we interview are growing as well, uh, as we are growing. As well. So I, I recently uh, raised uh, 5.2 million Bounce in in a series A uh, that was led by Beringia or Beringia, I don't 
I don't know. Uh, but it's, I mean, they have all the future for them. Uh, and it's, it's a breakthrough, I think. So I wish them all the luck. <laughs> no, absolutely. I agree. And for example, another one of those invites that, you know, the conversation and just being connected with her has been such a source of inspiration and learning. It's with Lubomila, right? With Lubomila Jornanova. Uh, she also is a friend of the pod. Uh, and she was, she's such an amazing voice in, in LinkedIn anyway. She went to COP and Glasgow. She reported from there. Right. And, and deservedly, this, she totally deserved her and her team and the execution they're having in Plan A. You know, they have this great, pretty much SaaS platform to report uh, ESG uh, and, you know, monitor and actually make sure that companies are following up on what they can do to reduce and their CO2 emissions uh, and and do put systems in place, right, to, to do something about it. Uh, so I'm a total fan of what she's doing. She's doing a great job in, in, in that space. There are several companies working there and she just recently... Well, Plan A just recently also raised ten million dollars. So, kudos to that team. Um, what what other conversation do you think? Yeah, is, there, is there's another you? one. I I think uh, uh, the, the head of account and investor relations at Startup Bootcamp, uh, Joy. Well, with Joy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, Joy is is also a force of nature. He's super young and so. So keen on connecting and bringing different voices together. Uh, actually, I, I that I, conversation I, was a funny one. It was a really interesting, inspiring. Yeah, it was. It was cool. And you know, at yeah. the time, he was telling me about the new focus of the startup bootcamp, uh, all driven and directed towards sustainability. Uh, actually, I attended a couple of weeks ago uh, the demo day of thirty startups that they have kind of. Uh, curated to be part of this cohort of sustainability uh, really interesting you know the set of companies working a, a bunch of kind of SaaS as well some similar actually to plan a but but yeah start to bootcamp as other kind of accelerators incubators are are really cool cool places to to check right because they're, they're helping you know from the almost seed stage all these companies to to grow and and europe as a as a Climate tech space in particular is, is a place to watch. You know, a bunch of, of funding, and there's a recent report from Atomico on that one showing that, you know, Europe is, yeah. is finally punching to, to, to its real weight, right? Uh, with all that's happening globally with China, all the hiccups in China, I think that Europe now deserves all the attention, uh, especially because Europe, in terms of legislation, regulation, you know, I think they are the forefront. and of those kind Definitely. of companies and the US, well, obviously they have some so amazing innovation as well, but the Europe is definitely the, the cradle of some really cool companies in the, in the climate tech in, in any case. Um, and maybe another one, do, do you want to share a, a final one? Yeah, I, uh, Katerina Garifalu, I really enjoyed that conversation as well. I, she's the commercial and business development director from Clean Planet Energy. Uh, this is a company that's converting non-recyclable plastic into uh, ultra clean fuels, right? And, and 
and I really relate related to this conversation because she, as you and me, David, I mean, she is a geoscientist, right? And 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 she was so inspiring the way she pictured herself and 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 her own journey and the way she jumped from from oil and gas industry to to a startup environment and that's really nice and and and, and i think we can all uh, grow and and get some value from that and they have also something really cool uh, happening because they are about to open uh, they closed a joint venture uh, with Fortress and they are about to open several eco plants in North America. So they are they are based in the UK and they are now expanding to the to to America. So that's really great. Yeah, it's it's kind of the thread, right? So there are a bunch of companies that we and, and the, the the people that we interview from these companies are growing, right? So they're expanding, they're racing, they're growing in terms of product, in terms of their teams. The facilities geographically, as you said. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really, really cool conversations. Uh, as I agree with you, I mean, it's been such a rough year, twenty twenty one. Obviously, we're in the midst still of the pandemic. We we thought yeah. that we were getting out of it, and now we have the Omicron variant. Is 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 wreaking havoc a bit all over the place. You, you know, I'm here based in London, and you know, new restrictions might be coming. But this year, apart from that, and how tough that has been for for everyone, you know, as you said, you know, at the personal level, you know, it has marked uh, a pivotal time for for both of us. I think, you know, with the, our own search in in the energy transition space that, that we're exploring, and actually, Katarina, as you said, you know. Uh, exploring those themes with, you know, ex-oil and gas people and geologists and geophysicists, you know, it, we, we sort of went into rabbit holes and, and sort of, yeah, <laughs> we, we also deep, deep dived into what it means for us to, to create value. How do we want to spend, you know, the, the next 20, 30 years, let alone the next five years. Right. Uh, and I think that we had had a lot of growth, right. And uh, you, you mentioned at the beginning, but, uh, we we have grown as yeah i think as in terms of curiosity in terms of being inquisitive and asking those tough questions what what shall we do you know in terms of being young professionals what 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 should be done in terms of you know in the fight for against climate change right what sort of solutions what sort of skill sets are needed and how we uh, as you know working in this and the podcast also in the Substack, the explorationist um and at the same time the contrast of what's going on you know i, I also became a father you know there, there's a bit of a, a story there with, with my newborn i will share that a bit a bit more later uh but but also you know i think that in 2021 what, what i learned but we start collaborating with terra and we will just pivot to that conversation just now but yeah. i think that this is for me kind of a a watershed moment where mm -hmm. i think you know for me there is a now before and after i think that 2021 is gonna be for me 100%. When I, I, yeah when i'm gonna look back to this time and say okay i this is probably the end of an era for me i don't know if i'm gonna 
work somehow still with or partially with, with oil and gas. But I think that the more I think about it uh, and the more I've learned and be inspired with some of these conversations, uh, I think that, yeah, pro probably not. I think that there's so much excitement and so much to do right i mean so much space over there it's not only oil and gas that we can yeah <laughs> you know i absolutely agree and, and you know what we we had learned is that even within the traditional oil and gas skills you know having people like andy wood uh, and others are championing the geothermal era i mean there, there are possibilities everywhere and, and i think that the future although it's kind of tricky in terms of what needs to be done especially in this decade i think that it opens up new new doors for you know for geoscientists for people with our kind of traditional skill sets in oil and gas yeah. but for others young people that are kind of uh, wondering right so what to do now how do they think about the energy transition can they actually tip their toes in the renewables games uh, so i want you to comment on how did we actually end up collaborating with Terra.do? I mean, can you describe a bit that serendipity that actually happened a couple of months ago? Where How, how did it start it and where we are and what do you think we will do with them uh, as explorationists in 2022? Yeah, that that's actually something, something that excites me, you know, because that uh, it's the word serendipity is so powerful in this in this context, right? So, um, yeah, we started just the, post, the podcast, uh, we started by curiosity, and, and then we realized that we also are some, some sort of a voice of people from the oil and gas industry that want or that are interested in, in transitioning, right? I mean, interested in the climate tech space, in the green energy space. And and from our research, we stumble upon Terra.do, right? So uh, we had the luxury or, or the luck, I don't know, uh, to to have a discussion with Anshuman, uh, the CEO of Terra, and, and we ended up doing a market research for Terra, which was amazing because we had the chance to confirm stuff that we thought we have, uh, stuff that we that that we only I don't know imagine and uh, like yeah, we're, we're kind of sensing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the worry. I mean, we 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 were sensing that there's more people like us that there's more people worry and more people trying to do something. And and then we prove it because we interview more than 20 oil and gas workers, former and currently people currently working in the industry. And we realize that there's a bunch of people like us. <laughs> so that led us to create this program that uh, that we, we did in collaboration with Terra. Uh, which is the energy transition for oil and gas professionals, uh, and and we have a, an amazing uh, lineup of guest speakers, uh, an incredible uh, uh, instructor, Jeff Hardy, <laughs> Jeffrey Absolutely. Hardy, Doctor Jeffrey Hardy, <laughs> Doctor Jeff, <laughs> Doctor Jeff. Which, by so, the way, 
I think it's important to link the, the two worlds. So a bunch of the people that came as a guest lecturers actually came from the podcast, which is, which is nice, right? Because they actually did it as a, obviously as a favor for, you know, friends of the pod, uh, but also as a way to, to also help, right? Not, not only help ourselves, but help the cause of people to, to, to understand what the opportunities are in, in solar, offshore wind, in, you know, offshore uh, automatization. Uh, I mean, so many interesting uh, chats that we've had. Uh, I mean, it, it's been a great, I think it's been a great moment. Obviously, for the last couple of weeks, I haven't been able to to partake as much as I, I would have liked to uh, for personal reasons. But uh, can you describe a bit more of the program? When did it start? Uh, do you think that the program is going to continue? Is it going to grow? How many people actually joined from where? Do you want to share those details? Yeah, let, let, let me stick with your with, with what you said uh, just for, for a brief moment. I mean, uh, it's beautiful, the serendipity of it. <laughs> because, I mean, we led people from the podcast to, to this program. And, and we realized uh, in that, that that we are voices of, of transition, that we, we, all, we ourselves are people try to transition and, and, and we represent and we also carry that message, uh, the message that Katerina is carrying, uh, the, um, Andy Wood is, is doing in, uh, an amazing job in, in geothermal. Uh, or Ben Sayers or, ben or so Sayers, many others. A geophysicist now working in, in hydrogen. hydrogen. Oh, so, and so many others, as you say. So it's, it's, impressive uh, to be honest and, and humbling really hum a humbling experience and uh, yes so the program is an eight-week program um, so we have a mixture of formal lectures from jeffrey hardy uh, where we teach about all the renewables uh, energy sources and also we combine that with trans oil and gas, uh, mostly transitioning stories to renewable, uh, as we just mentioned, right? So uh, with that, we we wanted to provide kind of a roadmap, right? I mean, we wanted we wanted to build, to, to, to give people the tools that, uh, or, or not the tools, maybe to give people the right ideas to see, to, to, to solve the right ideas in their minds that you already have the skill set and, and and you just have to you know draw your own <laughs> path uh, to to this new space uh, and yeah, i think try we to are find that try right? to find kind of the the network right the network the roadmap of how to actually build those connections right internally but also try to map how what they what they've done in the past they can actually continue doing it in another kind of climate tech friendly company, right? That are, are sort of popping up all, all over the place. I totally, totally agree with you. Um, you wanted to mention, yeah, another one. No, I, I just wanted to say that that, that that's, that's actually the the value that add, uh, that Terrador do add, right? Because they provide us with the connections and the networking effect to to build this 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 braided. Uh, this this connection, right? So, so do, do you have did you have something else in mind? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, speaking of kind of racing, etc. So, 
Terra the do for those right. that still don't know it. I just wanted to mention that they're such a cool company. Uh, we're kind of still collaborating with them, uh, and they're just about to to close around as well. This is not public yet, but they're gonna close a, a good round, probably around five million dollars or so, I think. Um, and you know what they want to become? It's really like the LinkedIn for climate. Right, which is a, a cool idea. I mean, there's so much excitement and energy, and we saw it from the from the guests that we had, from Jeff, from the all the conversations, from the ideas generated, even from some of the startups that have been created in the Terra ecosystem. Yeah, uh, I think that just being that one shop, what that one platform for where people can actually come and you know for. Uh, allow ideas to kind of cross-pollinate and have the software engineers talk to the VCs and then bring the engineers and sales and business, etc. I think that they have a really strong proposition. I think that the product will be very, very successful in what they're trying to, to set up, right? They're trying to be the platform to create sort of a flywheel between jobs, um, you know, kind of content in terms of the climate and the courses that, that we're obviously part of. Uh, and then the network, right? So network jobs, content, education, pretty much what LinkedIn does and does really well, but sort of does it for everyone. Uh, I think that, yeah, in that regard, it's pretty exciting to start this collaboration this early with, with Anshuman, with Nishant, uh, Kamal and others, amazing people, which by the way, I don't know, maybe briefly we can comment that actually today that we're recording, um, you know, there was a big career fair for renewables, right. right? Where more than actually 17 companies joined, uh, more than 60 people actually were there trying to, to listen, right? And, and to hear from the from the mouth of those operators that, you know, jobs are actually out there, they're available. It's just a matter of you just get in touch and see how, if you're actually intending in pivoting or transitioning your career, you know, there is plenty of availability in that green space. And it's just going to explode even more, right? With the advent of I ESG mean, investing, are, et cetera. The, the writing is on the wall, right? I mean, we, we, we are seeing the, the trend. <laughs> so we are all going there. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that every single industry is going to be transformed. It has to, you know, from finance. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of one of the learnings 2021 it's just going to accelerate to into 2022 right it's every single industry is going to be affected by climate change obviously and how do we create as a, as a society as governments as as private citizens etc those kind of um you know obviously regulations but how do we invest how do we prepare what sort of skills will be needed obviously everyone talks about software but I think it's just a software element to it, right? I think yeah. that if anything we've learned this year from the surveys that we did, from the interviews we conducted, is you, you, you mentioned it briefly, right? There's a lot of soft skills that come into play, you know, from, uh, you know, confidence, self-confidence in, in how you present, how you pitch, how you communicate, how you negotiate from, you know, all the transferable skills to how do you project manage anything or how you bring, you know, new, I don't, I don't know, 
you know, counts in, into your platform, whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I see it in myself, for instance. I mean, when we started, when we started this, uh, when we started the podcast, and it was, we we all felt like some sort of, you know, imposter syndrome or something like that. And we still feel it, right? But but now we, I feel confident in, in, in what I know, in what I've learned. It, Along with Tevro do because we are learning so much from the science and and and, and from, from what's driving uh, climate change and <laughs> and that's the idea, right? <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, of the future, uh, what what do you think of us of of climate tech talks for the future? And I mean, I, I could tell that we started this year without direction, right? I mean, we, we started interviewing people, getting getting connections, getting into the space, but we didn't have any right idea of where to go or, or what to do, uh, what else to do, even how to grow our own podcast and the newsletter. So how do you see that in, from, from your side? Yeah, it's an excellent question, right? Uh, first, I agree with you like we we started this sort of dipping our toes in the deep end and not really maybe i'm connected to different phrases that <laughs> don't make any sense but <laughs> uh, no i think that we were just testing right T testing and see well how do we work out and uh, and carve sort of a niche sort of audience i think that we've built it a bit um although there's definitely a huge uh, kind of blank space to explore how to grow the, the audience more. And uh, the thing is that obviously we, we live in, in a kind of overcrowded attention space or attention yeah. span. You know, everyone is fighting for steal some of those valuable minutes from, you know, from Netflix to, you know, how you're scrolling your, in your cell phone to so much information in LinkedIn. So it's tough, you know, because there is a lot of top quality content out there, especially in climate. You know, I'm a big fan of a, a substack like Climate Tech VC. I think that those two ladies uh, are amazing what they're doing. Um, you know, maybe they're definitely for me, I think to, to you too. Yeah, uh, examples to follow, right? And how to grow. The thing is, it's, it's challenging in terms of when you you <laughs> when you're a father, you have two kids, or you have your own your own baby as well, yeah. and you have your other job. So I think that there is a balance to kind of play there. Uh, it's it's all about experimentation, right? I think that I love the the podcast format. I think that it definitely enables us to kind of get to know the person beyond the leader in the tech space or in the whatever company we're interviewing right uh, i think that that format the audio format is here to stay well obviously it was big during COVID. um but in terms of what you just asked right so where, where do we go i think that we we want to grow it i think that we want to seek partnerships um i think that terra is this is sort of the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, I think that there are definitely some interesting flywheels that we could explore in terms of, uh, for example, you know, get people to, to join some of the courses, right? Uh, 
I think that that's that's a, a kind of a, a neat idea to, to explore there. Uh, and I think that one of the nice findings that we learned, not, I wouldn't say per, perhaps too late, I think that it's ever late, uh, but I want you to comment on on the India, the Sustainability Mafia, uh, three episodes series that we did. It was mostly you, and I wanted to give you, you know, formally a lot of kudos to, to that. <laughs> and it was great. Uh, I want you to comment on that one. And, and if you see that format, actually something that we should replicate in into 2022. Yeah, it was, you know, that that also links to to terra that do because uh, uh, from from the community uh, we found Anirudh Gupta right uh, he's the founder of the sustainability mafia and and he is sort of like us I mean he realized that he could do more in the space that he he wants to he wanted to learn more. And and from his interview, uh, I actually have a really good takeaway. I, he he spoke a lot about the T approach. Uh, are you familiar with that? Uh, what is that? The, the T, T approach. The, the, the T the, from, from the letter letter T, right? The T. From, okay. What from, is this? From total, right? So it you have you have this the horizontal part of the T, right? Which is which is knowledge, right? So the, in the general, general knowledge about something, and then you have the vertical, right? Which, which could be your career, for instance, geophysics, or, and, and even more specific, uh, your own career, right? So, so right now we are growing the general lateral, side, yeah, right? The, the lateral, lateral, the lateral yeah. we are laterally growing the, our knowledge and and we also want and and this is uh, and you'll see in a minute where I'm where I'm going with this. Uh, we, we in the future I think it's it will be a great idea to also grow the verticals, right? So we could now that we have like the big picture of everything, the big picture of the climate tech space, and and and, and we did our own experiment with this. We can go. We can deep dive in certain topics. For instance, uh, carbon uh, carbon capture, for instance. So we and then we can pick another one, and we can pick uh, geothermal energy. In that se in that sense, we will also grow a ton. I think we, it will be like doing a master. <laughs> I think, and and Absolutely. we can yeah. also provide a lot of value for people interested in 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 each of the spaces. I think. I try to agree. I think that, yeah, like everything related to CCUS, which is one of the obvious ones where uh, oil and gas skill sets, engineering and scale can actually play a role, right? Uh, but totally, I think that sort of going back to the attention, I think that working and, and you know, setting the time and the effort to work on, uh, you know, our own sort of... Uh, yeah, content, right? Our own research and our own sort of deep dives, as you said, of a given space, uh, you, you name it. Could be, you know, the latest in offshore wind or whatever, but really perhaps making like, as you did with the Sauce Mafia, you know, kind of mini series 
three, four episodes in terms of, right. hey, this is what's going on in, I don't know, director capture and, and sort of creating that content that then that can be easily accessible to, you know, not only operators in the space or, or normal people interested in what's going on in the climate tech, but also, I think more importantly, more importantly, and uh, not more importantly, uh, for VCs, right? That they can actually say, hey, these are some of the best kind of innovators in, in a particular sort of segment. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about um, trying that formula. Uh, additionally, perhaps we can also explore the, the sort of geographic uh, approach. As right, we, right. Let, let me jump right into that one. Uh, yeah, because I just forgot forget to to talk about it when I touch on on Annie Ruth Gupta uh, because that was actually one of his ideas right uh, he mentioned that we could go like tackle a place or a region and that's that that was the main um driven for us to to explore India for instance because he built the sustainability mafia so he already have the connections and he put us uh in touch with such amazing group of entrepreneurs and people building incredible stuff in India. So we can also, you know, shed some light over some places that are forgotten, uh, maybe, or or, or, or doesn't doesn't receive that much of attention uh, from the media. And I think that's also really important. Absolutely, I think that you know it opens up the the opportunity for exploring, if any. I, th I think that there should be. But if any, the, what's going on in terms of climate tech in, in places like our own South America or Latin America as a whole, in Africa yeah. or in other parts, right? I think that, you know, innovation comes from, from everywhere. Um, and I think that, yeah, definitely it creates sort of that, the opportunity for us to, to go and get some sort of those conversations. Because maybe it's not unfortunate, but, you know, there are so many quality content creators like the my climate journey mcj and they obviously have created this amazing venture uh, sort of collective to invest in, in in startups right in the climate space and that's obviously awesome and definitely we need it but those kind of communities are, are very local are very just u.s centric and i think that the opportunity and the scale of the problem really requires exploring opportunities and solutions and, and look for the founders everywhere you know we we just don't need you know the 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 traditional startup you know guys uh, it's because mostly they are guys unfortunately and sadly yeah uh, in the us or europe i think that we need innovators and you know trailblazers in every single continent bringing solutions to the local communities i think that for us, it should be one of those kind of key takeaways to, to you know, keep searching and keep exploring. And that leads me perhaps to, let's try to wrap up, Daniel. Obviously, we can yeah. talk here for for hours. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that just to say right away, I think that 2021 for me, a personal highlight has been working with you. Uh, I might sound a bit sentimental, oh. uh, but <laughs> you know, we obviously know each other for, I don't know, almost 20 years, I would say. Yeah. And it sounds crazy. Um, we're 
I'm dropping my cedula here. <laughs> my <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been such a cool project. I think that there's definitely plenty of opportunity into 2022 and beyond. And that leads me to the question. Uh, what would you say? What, what would be your sort of personal and also industry forecast that you see or a crazy idea uh, that could happen to you and to the wider, obviously, ecosystem next year? That That's actually a really cool and interesting question. You know, we and I think we should always try to make these kind of questions to to ourselves because you know that forces you to to think about about your path right i mean and and then on a personal level i think that i see myself working more on the offshore wind industry because that's kind of sort of, sort of a natural place and path for me given given my own geophysical background i mean i've been a marine geophysicist before right uh, so in that sense getting closer to the offshore wind industry i think it would it might be a good way to go but also i want and i love to see our podcast growing <laughs> i think this is such a great opportunity for us for the two of us and 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 and, and for the people and for for you you know you who are listening to us i think we can discover great things together and 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 we can grow even more things from from this so that's on a personal level and I mean on the industry whether I, I'd love to see some kind of breakthrough on CCUS but to be honest I don't see that coming in 2022 on the on the on the next on the next year what I do see coming it's regulation and I think we we do need that I, I and COP26 was some sort of example of what's coming and I think more countries are going to agree on carbon tax or regulation on on the climate markets, and I I see I think that's foreseeable uh, in the close in the near future. What about you, David? I, what what on your personal level and 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 industry? What would be your most ambitious? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just wish. to comment on on your last point though i mean we're seeing it right you were saying about the the carbon markets what we're starting to see is, is that finally the carbon price although the average price across the world in terms of carbon carbon tons are, are so low i think the average is five dollars in the world uh, but what we're seeing lately i think that in europe now is is near 80 euros uh, I think that that would create, you know, finally some interesting incentives for a lot of, of industries, the obvious, you know, big uh, polluters and big emitters to actually start self-regulating, right? Because otherwise it's going to be just too expensive for them. Uh, yeah. So I think that that's, it's, it's an inevitable trend. Uh, so that I just wanted to comment on that one. For me, I would start with kind of macro view uh, where we're heading. Obviously, 
finance-wise, money is going to keep pouring in, which is great news. And we need more, actually. You know, I mean, so many different studies showing that we need actually trillions of dollars yeah. per year. Uh, we're not anywhere anywhere close to it yet. Although the big financiers of this world, you know, the Black Rocks uh, and, you know, those big ones, are actually finally putting pressure to... to to even their companies to actually, hey, all in with ESG, all in with, hey, what, what are your strategies? It should be, hopefully, regulation, as you said, so important in terms of also greenwashing. And greenwashing, like, hey, there should be ways to say, hey, this is not about uh, grandiose speeches and mm. doing little. Hopefully, what we need in this decade is actually commitment, bold action real companies yeah to take leadership in those steps right so we need more of those and i think that that's hopefully an obvious one that needs to follow the the basically the the words uh, or or all the commitments and pledges that you know definitely abounded in in this 2021 uh at the macro level also i think i hope that the in particular and you know that i'm a big fan of the venture capital and I'm going to connect the two, uh, the two personal and macro level in, in a minute. But one of the key things that we should learn from the past, and actually there was an interesting MCJ host sort of writer uh, a week ago or so. She was making the point, I forgot her name, uh, we should put it in the comments, but she was making the point, hey, traditionally the, the people that are funded are mostly white men. You know, mm. unfortunately, this year is is not better. Actually, it's a bit worse. You know, it's 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 close to two percent, which is sadly just the 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 amount of, of funding that women or women led startups receive in terms of funding, mm. uh, and the numbers are abysmal in terms of other underrepresented minorities in the tech world, let alone in climate tech. I think that climate tech, which has opportunity to become this massive asset class, uh, we need to learn from those mistakes, right? I think that there is an opportunity for even new funds to, to be created, targeting actually that cool interception of, you know, diversity in terms of not only the who what constitutes the venture firm, you know, who is making those decisions, who is the scouting, who's looking at the deals, who's actually bringing new opportunities to the table. Yeah. You, you change that sort of systemic approach and also working on who is coming into that deal flow, who is, who are all those companies, you know, companies like, for example, the case of Joy Moro that they check thousands and thousands of companies. How do you make sure uh, as a venture capitalist that you in terms of, and this has, this takes work and commitment and effort to make sure that the people that are coming to present and to pitch to you actually represent the widest possible, um, you know, yeah. communities, you know, in, in your, in, in the world, really, you know, if you just go and talk to the people from Harvard and Stanford or Oxford and Cambridge here in, in, in the UK, you know, traditionally you will end up back in the same sort of mold of people, which is yeah. typically white male, right? Uh, so I think that there is an opportunity. Hopefully we will see this more in, in the next coming years, not only in 2022, that intersection between diversity, climate, 
uh, and even maybe I can even risk uh, make a, a bold statement. <laughs> maybe also I'm really interested and curious to see how the world of crypto also gets into this, right? Very um, good point. I'm very excited excited yeah. about several projects on that time on that. Yeah, end. I don't know if you want to, to to comment on that one, but you know the the whole DAOs. Uh, I think that yeah. in the next coming months, I'm gonna go into a deep rabbit holes on, on that on that front in terms of how you know all those decentralized uh autonomous organizations actually can create value and how they make you know faster ways to to invest or fa faster ways to actually create momentum the the klima dao that has been sort of in the news lately and how they actually in a way raising the the carbon price right and by you yeah. know the collective effort of, of thousands it's a fascinating project I, yeah i'm not I, i'm i'm far from an expert on, on that one but i think that 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 world of web3 and how new organizations and new ideas can actually be supported and organized i think that it's, it's gonna be really interesting theme in, in at least in this decade so yeah uh Finally, I know that you have some comments on that one. Again, the personal <laughs> level also. You know, as I told you at the beginning of this conversation, I think that for me, this year probably was the, yeah, the end of this era. I think that I'm, I've been trying to pivot from oil and gas for so long. You know, it's pretty much all the six years I've been here in London. And I think that finally I'm there, you know, but without realizing fun. it with a lot of hustle, with a lot of, you know, sometimes a lot of stress, you know, just depending on a visa in a kind of an industry that has been so volatile for so long, has been a huge amount of stress in my life sometimes, uh, including now, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, I think really, what I'm getting close to now is defining what I really want to do, right? I think that the more I understand and the, the more I follow the game, the more I follow the opportunities and how you can actually, as a platform, help other people. This is a good example. Just at our small scale, you know, podcasts and connecting players uh, more and more with VCs, etc. What I want to explore is the opportunity. I don't know if it's going to open up for me and I'm going to work and do my best to, to do it. But I think that I want to really explore the the window into the, the VC, right? The VC world. I think that there are so many new VC um, funds actually focusing on climate. And as I said, you know, if we can uh, steer also the conversation, extend it into diverse founders, I think that we can have a winner in, in some of those categories. Yeah. There's even some, some VC funds that are trying to do something like that. I mean, outside from, from the climate space, like included VC, right? We both apply to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're, we're waiting on, on those results. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm waiting. So yeah, that, that would be a, a good one. And uh, I, you know, I think that it's just taking the time, right? It's, I think that generationally, I guess that we fall into the millennial category, but yeah. we have this opportunity now to, to, if something is clear to me now is I really want to work in an organization, you know, for the rest of my life, not, not in one company, but 
whatever company I end up joining and those in the future, something that actually resonates with my values. Mm. You know, I, I know that it sounds so so millennial, so cliche, but you know, it's something that now it's it's clear to me more than ever. I really want to work, you know, and get excited in the morning and, and know that there is impact, right? And yeah. this is not only for my paycheck and you know for my family or whatever, but that actually there is opportunity to to help not only a small team or whatever, but also the missions of you know hopefully decarbonizing or doing something better, working on SDGs and and that sort of thing. Uh, and with that, I think that that would be a great year if that happens. <laughs> yeah, totally inspiring to be honest. I mean, it's 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 what in a sense what we are doing with this, right? I mean paving our own way on our way to that and you know <laughs> yeah in a, in a way it, it's fun to have this conversation finally it would be good to check up again in, in six months in yeah the midst we, of our season be. two to see where we are right and yeah because i think that it's contagious what, what we're doing is contagious learning yeah. from others sharing with others and hopefully yeah I, I have the same aspiration as you as you shared, which is hopefully grow our platform, make it, you know, provide more value. You know, I think that we have a couple of episodes really found the formula, but I think that we can always iterate uh, and and get to that sort of place where we can inspire people. There are yeah. a lot of really good, highly researched articles out there and a lot of... <laughs> A lot of you know as climatic disease that you know there is a bunch of uh thought process and people following the news and communicating but i think that there is a, a great opportunity to to work on the inspiration part of it and the yeah. inspiration of how do we get more people excited about what's possible in, in this climatic space so yeah 100%. anyway uh, I think that, that that's a wrap. I'm so excited for 2022, Daniel, and keep collaborating. And with that, I think that, yeah, I just wanted to wish everyone, our, our audience, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Have a lovely recharging time uh, in these next coming weeks. Uh, and yeah, just just stay tuned. I think that 2022, we're, we're going to have really good content coming in. Uh, as, as we said, perhaps uh sector oriented uh, we will have some cool cool founders again etc what do you want to say to the audience to to close the, the episode daniel yeah you know i mean thank you for bearing with us you know <laughs> and you are really a great part of this and and we've we saw it uh, in in spotify uh stats right there's people listening to us from 32 countries that's that's cool i mean we are we are small but that's not uh that's a lot i think it's humbling <laughs> so it's humbling, it's, to see that. It's yeah, humbling. So. yeah yeah so uh, we really appreciate your support and 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 we'll we'll take a few weeks off for the holidays and 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 to, to spend some time with family and we'll see you all in the next year. We'll see you all next year. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers. Well, thank you guys. See you next year. Bye bye. Bye bye.
episode was produced by Daniel Array. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a like. It really is important for us.